0: right welcome everybody to another episode of chris and dave's reality cast i am one of your hosts chris Feltz, and my co-host a very good friend is mr dave horrocks
1: hey there chris and hello to all listeners out there welcome to chris and dave's reality cast where we are tackling bachelorette season 17 episode 2 now, Chris, it's been a long week, or a short week, actually. We're back again. <laughs> Where do you want to start today? <laughs>
0: well, Dave, we sort of pick up from last week, and Katie rounds up the troops, Dave, with Tayshia and Caitlin, and he's taken to see her, and I'm going to put this in quotes, Dave, because I think it's a load of bullshit, her very good friend, who is a sex, you know, like, um, educator Podcaster. and that. Podcaster. <laughs> One of my closest friends. I thought, what, you've just met her five minutes before you come on a PKT? It was so fucking fake, that
1: bit, Dave. You know what, Chris? I am going to... We'll, we'll go back through the, the major highlights and stuff and talking points, I'm sure, but I'm going to put my cards right down on the table. All the way through Matt's season, I, I thought... Katie seemed like the most normal person out of this and, you know, thought, well, she seems a bit normal to actually be on The Bachelorette. I'm not actually buying it anymore. I think she's a bit too smooth. I think she's, <laughs> uh, you know, a bit too good at just playing up for the cameras and, you know, where it's necessary. She's doing all the right things for the producers and, yeah... Actually, from tonight's episode, I'm just not sure I'm buying it. <laughs> Dave, fuck I know you haven't read
0: my notes, but I am not happy about this because I had a little notes on my phone as I'm watching it and I'm like, right, I'm not making up, right, I'm making notes. And I put the first thing I put was, and I haven't put it in my normal notes, is Katie and this girl have never met each other, McD- her name is something McDonald, <laughs> like you've never seen each other ever, the blink in the body language is like, okay, let's just play it up for the cameras, it's a bit of acting, and, and honestly, I'm with you, I, I'm not just saying that to agree with you, I know it's better sometimes when we disagree, but I completely agree, she has basically done a number on us, because you know, I always think I'm quite good at my actual bullshit reality TV radar is usually pretty, not always right, I know, but it's usually pretty good <laughs> when it comes to reality TV because I've watched so much of it. And I was convinced Katie was the one and I said that the way she got pulled from that season and I know I'm broken record was bullshit. And this now for me is, look, all she has to do as the Bachelorette, let's be honest, is do everything the opposite of what Claire did, Dave, at the start of the last se- season. I know Tasha took over and she was okay in that. She was a good girl, but... Claire was just a nightmare once you great TV, but just a nightmare. Just broke every rule you can think of to get with um what's he called? Dale. Um Dale. <laughs> and, forget uh, Dale? <laughs> Dave, I've tried to forget him for the last <laughs> fucking four months, whether it is We've had enough for them to. Or well, six months, where it is. But but she's basically gone in and done everything that think and there is a couple of things I want to call out later on, but I'm I, honestly mate, I, I think you've absolutely nailed it there. I'd love to know what people think, because I think she's so fucking preened and and um, drilled on what to say and what to do I wouldn't be surprised if she's if she's an absolute nightmare off camera Dave and she's making him do reshoots all night or somewhere. I don't, I there's summer off and I completely agree with you
1: Yeah, well I think I'm sure we'll touch on that again but I mean we start off don't we with the, the date card just magically turning up yeah. You notice that, you know, normally that's uh, CH's job, but it just kind of turns up there and you've got Carl and I'll share with you my notes, Chris. It says uh-huh. Carl in brackets, motivational speaker declares it's going to be the Hunger Games and, and tells everyone, ask not what the Bachelorette can do for you. <laughs> yes. ask what you can do for the Bachelorette. And I've just put in brackets, what a prick.
0: <laughs> well, well, hang on, hang on. I'll let you carry on. My first line is, Carl is a grade A fucking dick, Dave. That's what I put, so carry on anyway. <laughs> Dave, he couldn't motivate the fucking top of the premiership fucking team who were 20 points. Clear that fucker. He's never motivated anybody. <laughs> what? Oh, You know what? There was a couple of things in this episode and I know it goes off slightly later on, but fucking Carl for me, what an absolute dick he makes um Joseph from the last series look like fucking a good guy honestly by the end of this episode i was literally throwing me fucking um <laughs> my toys at the teddy i'm like get off you're a fucking dick but yeah anyway carry on
1: <laughs> i you know what and we'll tackle it when we get to the end by the end <laughs> I was almost coming round to him because he was so bad and such a prick. I was like, how can you not, how can you have such a massive lack of self-awareness? But, um, (laughs) was good entertainment. I I think we like characters like that. You know, it just, it just makes things interesting, doesn't it? But, um, I mean, when, when they get to the group date, like say before they meet very good friend of Katie. Yeah. Right. Um, you know they they sort of hint at different things you know you see you've got a vibrator there you've got uh, the fluffy handcuffs you've got the bed and everything and uh you, you can see straight away that mikey you know the 30 year old the 31 year old virgin is really not happy about it and actually you know it kept cutting away to him didn't it and i was yeah. I, I just kept thinking you bunch of fuckers Katie has not made that decision to bring him on that date. You've intentionally put him in the worst case scenario where, you know, he's got this thing about him, you know, and good luck to him. That's how he chooses to lead his life. But the producers are like, right, we'll get him on this fucking date, right? It's going to be classic. It's going to be gold. And I I was actually getting quite annoyed about it because he was getting quite teary about it. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. I I mean, I I don't know if you saw it that way, but I I was getting quite annoyed at the producers at that point.
0: Um, Yes, the the whole thing was set up for Mike to reveal I am a virgin, Dave. You know, like, we're going to get an episode on the guy who's got addiction problems as well, aren't we? Something's going to happen where he's going to be put in a situation where he's going to have to tell Katie, this is The Bachelor 101. We're almost watching an episode of fucking The X Factor or America's Got Talent or something with the sob story. But... My initial thought was, Mike, have you ever watched this show before? Do you not realise that the producers are going to manipulate your story straight away? And I did feel sorry for him, Dave, but I also, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, is this really true? Because that speech was fucking good, you know, and I hold my hands up. He deserved to win it because, to be honest, Trey did a fucking puppet show. Connor was quite good with his singing and piano, about how he's good with his fingers, I, Dave.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and i tell you what. I I don't know how long they had to prepare or whether he's coming with it pre-prepared, but those lyrics were pretty good. All the suggestive stuff and the double entendres, I I just thought it was... I I was like, hats off.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I agree. I agree. I sort of laughed at that. But I tell you who wasn't good, Dave, in the fucking talent show, good old Mr. Motivator Carl let's come up with five things to find the right lover and Justin sat there going no let's not fucking Carl and it was the most cringe worthy. oh Dave I was watching it and I had no I had not said a word really about Carl before that he got a bit annoyed in the last episode at one point and that that was a bit of a radar come on then going oh hang on a minute he's got a bit of spice behind him but this was the start of his downfall for me. And I'm thinking, there's no way you had a motivational speaker. It was fucking awful. And Justin <laughs> just cut him off completely. Everyone was sort of like cringing in the room. All the guys were like, oh, he's gone there. So when Mike come on, it just seemed like he'd had hours to prepare this speech, Dave, with mm. a bit of help. I'm not saying that I didn't deserve it, because the guy was a complete emotional wreck. And all the questions about sex earlier on, and that was like, no, oh, man, a mystery. And it's like, You've really put this guy, and, you've, and I agree with you, they they've threw him under the bus, really, to, to sort of do it. So I'm glad that he won. And, I, and I honestly, I was smiling when he got that award. Whether it is a bit of bullshit on both sides, I don't know. I, I, I do, I will be honest with you, Dave, the way these shows go... I wouldn't be surprised if there's not a fucking story out there already that he's actually bullshitting and he isn't a virgin. <laughs> and, and, you know what I mean? And I know he's the, a I know fucking he's cynical. gigolo or something. Yeah, he's a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not been a virgin since he's, he's about 15 or something. But it just, I don't know, the cynic in me and these shows, the way they play up to it is, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Instagram fucking story out there, Dave. But it might be complete bullshit, but it is the way
1: these things go. It really is. I think a healthy dose of cynicism is required for this show, isn't it? Yeah. You know, just the the way they try and fucking gaslight us. But, Chris, I mean, we we raced over the actual – some of the questions that were coming up there. Yeah. I don't know. Did you you pick up on any of those? You know, what's the the female's largest sex organ – how <laughs> yeah, the how brain you fared in this quiz. Yeah, the the brain. Now there is a bit of a conspiracy theory on this, and and thanks to Lauren who's pointed out the the kind of Reddit thread on this. But basically, you had uh, Carl, so our, our favorite motivational speaker, right? He held up on his card, vagina. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he goes straight there. And, um, but then when you get to Courtney, he raises up his pad and it's got... um. Hold on, let me bring it up here. He's got something blanked out. It says something like, oh, the... And then it's blanked out. It's like it's tip-exed out. And then so the blank, especially... If Especially if she's on steroids. What? <laughs>
0: now listen to me dave listen to me now this is nothing to do with my search history at all but when a lady
1: i told you about a butt sandwich sandwich. yes ignore everything before the butt so go ahead
0: it's probably true but when a lady allegedly from what i've heard takes steroids dave their lady parts do grow so maybe that's what he's talking about Right. Um, but they have said vagina, so I don't understand that. Unless he said something a bit more cruder, I'm not sure. And just just for um, research purposes, I will not be researching that late of anybody who's listening, Dave. I'm just telling you what I've heard.
1: Well, fortunately, there is another podcaster on this call who did go searching for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I had What's no that idea. Dave? <laughs> I was literally... <laughs> <laughs> clueless, I did not know, but you're absolutely right. Apparently, if a if a girl takes steroids, apparently one of the you know things that can happen is the clitoris grows. I had no idea about this.
0: What me, Dev? I told I talked to steroids years ago. If I known it and make the men parts. Grow, <laughs> it
1: doesn't. <laughs> That's why it doesn't make sense, does it? Because we were all told, well, yeah, if you if you take steroids, you know, your dick gets smaller. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but now I'm thinking. Was that just a ruse? Was that just to steer you away from steroids?
0: Don't know what to old. make it bigger? I, mean, I
1: you say too old now, but... I, I mean, I can't afford to gamble, to be honest, Chris. I can't afford to lose any. No, I can't. <laughs> like a half-price
0: sale, Dave.
1: <laughs> but isn't it weird that, that The Bachelor, you know, they, they're quite happy for uh, Carl to show, you know, he's written down vagina, but they've censored clitoris. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Really I strange.
0: It mm, it is strange. I mean, when, when they've done the whole thing, and obviously Mike wins and that, and Connor then takes her on a date, doesn't he? And, and he gives the old classic line, let's redo our kiss and it's, a, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's a bit intense and, and I, I, I've written down, no, it smells like horse shit to me, this whole
1: dialogue. But it is what it is. And then I love do the fact. Do you not think, though, do you not think he's like, I, sorry, I had to cut you across you there. I thought you were going to move on, but. No, no, go do you not Do you not think he's got two speeds? It's like on or off. <laughs> he's, he's either like talking or something. It's like oh, let's kiss. Oh, he's oh, 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 oh. like fucking <laughs> alien face hugger. I, I mean, he's straight in there. It's, it, I, I personally, I think that's a little bit too much. Bit over the top. <laughs>
0: Well, I think you go from one extreme to the other because Carl, and I've put, is a true bellend, which you've had an email about from some of <laughs> our American listeners. Like, we've, have, have, they've actually gone on Google talking about search histories and tried to know what bellend means, Dave. We've even asked that on our, across, oh, yeah, our other yeah. podcasts, haven't we, as well? Because people are like, what does that mean? I even I even had uh, someone ask me on YouTube on me channel, what's a bellend? <laughs> and it's just like, right, well, it means this, you know. <laughs> like it's a norm.
1: Search history, yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. It's a northern <laughs> thing, isn't it? It's a normal. We all call each everyone calls it each other in
1: Manchester, pretty much. Well, I'm not sure, but yeah, okay, fair enough. I'm not sure we, what everyone does. Everyone do, well, so I you know come does across, you know, you're just visiting, don't say, All right, Bell End. Oh, know, yeah, don't it, say that.
0: it's like you'll <laughs> <laughs> get a punch in the mouth, don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> there's context to it, Dave. There's context to it, but uh, but no, she goes on the date with Carl, and he's like. He gives her that present and he just gets a hug. And at that point, Katie turns her face thought he's not going anywhere, this guy. He's going to get voted <laughs> off pretty soon because he's the only one who she's been on a date with and not really reciprocated it, Dave, because she went with Thomas the next one. I mean, the one with Thomas was like, so I have a film the next kiss she did. It was fucking you know, straight in so
1: there. I'll come back on to Thomas in a sec, but Carl... I, I do kind of hope he sticks around because I am finding <laughs> him quite funny, even though he's such a massive bell end. I, I just, it, the way he's talking to her, and he's got the one handcuff, he's got like these purple handcuffs on, hasn't he? Yeah. And the way he speaks to her is like he's giving a half-time team talk to her. <laughs> you know, it's like, right, the defense has been good this first half, and then, you know, we just need to get the ball to, you know, our star wing-back or whatever, he just sounds like he's giving a team talk and he gets the one handcuff on and then Thomas comes and interrupts him and he's like, oh, well, I guess that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas other people like in that situation, they've said like, well, no, can you give us a couple of minutes? I'm, I'm like halfway I'm halfway handcuffed up here. Um he just, he just walks off, doesn't he? And she is not interested in him one bit, not even 1%. Um, which is, again, another reason why I kind of want him to stick around for a bit yeah. longer.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, because when people like him leave, it, the show does take a dip, On not it all. They try and create another villain out, out of the, the guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah, there is yeah. other villains there, but what's interesting is Katie picks Greg, and they were saying about Mike and the producers, if you ever known a date more producer-led Dave, they must say to these guys, look, what is your worst... And most emotional time in your life. So greg has gone. I lost my dad two years ago to cancer, which is not anything to, you know, it's an awful thing. The poor guy's lost his dad. Katie's lost her dad. What was the things you did? We went fishing. Let's send them fishing then. I've got, to, I've got, to be honest, I've got to be honest with you, Dave, the moral compass at times of these fucking producers. I don't think they've got any, I don't think they've got anything. Oh. It makes for great TV, but that's a hell of a reach that, to do that. They knew exactly what they were doing. And, and, it, and it pulls on your heartstrings then, doesn't it? Because it is real life.
1: Well, all I'll say, Chris, and I'll try and not mention him every episode, but it's kind of difficult not to. But you know the figures that they're talking about that Chris Harrison got paid off with? I've heard various figures ranging from about $25 million to nearly $70 million. Oh, my God. That is apparently what he's been paid off because he he went in with a, a top lawyer and basically threatened them that all the dirty dirty laundry would be aired, you know, because he knows he's been there long enough. And it's like, oh, I'll, I'll just go to the press. I'll just air all this dirty laundry. And then you've got no franchise without me, have you? Oh, clever. So to pay him off with so much just makes you wonder, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying people listening didn't buy into it and it was a, an emotional journey, but... I just felt. Yeah, I just felt this was for me. It was a step too far, to be honest. Well,
1: I, I, I mean, I mean, should just round off. So Thomas and and uh, Katie did have a bit of a snog, didn't they? Yes, they, yeah. Hollywood. Got quite hot and heavy. She was sat on top of him, you know, sat on his lap pretty much. So th- there is definitely a connection there with with her and Thomas, and and he got the the rose, and and Carl was pissed. You know, he, he somehow thought he was in with a shot there. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to love the, the self-confidence of him. Um, but when Greg gets his, you know, he gets the first one on one date, doesn't he? Yes. And I didn't catch who said it, but um, someone said, time is money and the rich just got richer. <laughs> so I think the, the the people in, you know, the other lads in the house, they're they not happy and, and they can see that Greg is, you know, he's a bit of a early front runner, isn't he? But when they go on this camping date, I mean, it's clear that he's clueless. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if he's even seen a program with someone putting a tent up. So he's, he's pretty hopeless. I'm not buying Greg's persona, though, because cause Katie was talking about her dad and everything. And, and, you know, again, it's nothing to joke about. It's quite an emotional thing. They've yes. spent all this time out there doing the camping, and then in the evening, you know, they have the dinner parts of the date. So they've gone the whole day, not this. Greg not bringing up that is, you know, this is uh, his dad has been uh, lost to cancer a couple of years ago, despite the fact that you know Katie was there saying about how much she she used to love camping and you know it brings back a lot of memories for uh I just think it seems disingenuous that he's waited that he's hung on, you know, until the dinner date and then actually, you know, he's dropped it then. Yeah. I, yeah I, good I, point. I'm, good so point. I'm just not buying it at all. Um and yeah, I I, I do think it's a bit of an act.
0: Yeah. Also,
1: though, to give him a little bit of slack,
0: is it something he said, and the producers have gone, hang on, this would be great fodder for let's go but around they- a campfire and tell tell our stories. But I, I agree, if we're just taking on face value what we see is genuine. Yes, I agree with you.
1: But also, right? So, so when he's when he's talking, it's like he's he goes into this like nervous puppy dog. When Katie's talking, I I just don't, it doesn't look like he's interested in what she's got to say. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let's let's see um, where that one develops. It was also a bit worrying. She was saying about how she feels so comfortable with him. Remember on the first night, she said, oh, he looks like my ex-boyfriend.
0: Yes. Yeah, she
1: did, actually. Good point. Good point, Dave. Yeah, that's that's why she feels comfortable with him. She she she's seen her ex boyfriend, and and uh, she discussed. I think it was with Trey, was it earlier in the the episode that, you know, her uh, last relationship was two years ago, so she's had Matt season in between. You know, now and then. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I I think that I think Katie's brain is possibly playing tricks on her a little bit there.
0: Mm, you could be right, Dave. You could be right. And I, and I think the next bit, oh, Dave, I talk about hilarious. How funny was it when Tatia and Caitlin came in as cowgirls and woke the guys up, laughed, and nearly fell off my chair, Dave? It was fucking hilarious. And when I say hilarious, I, I mean it was fucking <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> what what is would the you say you had Chris Harrison
0: back, would you? I just, I just like, oh, this is terrible. And the guys are like, oh, you've just woke us up. Sorry, this is the fifth take we've done, like guys. Can you do that again? This <laughs> looks like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and that this led Dave to the mud wrestling.
1: <laughs> i don't know i think i think they're trying to to inject a bit of fun aren't they you know the last few seasons have been all about the drama and all these problematic issues with the show so i've no problem with them trying to inject a bit of fun but if i'm going anywhere for a bit of a laugh um it's not the bachelorette <laughs> <laughs> But Dave... Apart from <laughs> laughing at it. I don't I like to laugh <laughs> at it, Chris, not not with it. <laughs>
0: I'm st- I'm sticking i me, sticking me, me mast in the sand here though, Dave, or in the mud. We better get mud wrestling when it's the bachelor, Dave, because I tell you what <laughs> At these certain things, I'm not happy with on this because the guys, <laughs> Brendan and Hunter, straight in, they were the first two. And and he got, he didn't get violent, did it? I mean, you know, they were the first two. Then you had Andrew and Kyle. Andrew's an American footballer, Dave. He just dealt with Kyle like he was nothing,
1: didn't yeah. he? He just. <laughs> it was a bit of a mismatch, wasn't it? It
0: was. I mean, they, look, they all looked good. The best one was Josh and John, though. Poor John got absolutely teabagged. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he got a draw in the end, didn't he? But he, he got did, a draw. But... It did look like another mismatch there. To be fair,
0: well, well, and I'm going to ask you this, Dave, because the whole mud wrestling thing was just again another setup for this Aaron and Cody thing. Now, yeah. I may have missed this, but has this been said before about them knowing each other from home? Because I thought I don't remember us talking about it
1: last week. So remember, there was a. It, it was completely not built up to at all. But Aaron said to Cody outside, something like, I don't like you, and none oh, of that is my yes. fault. Yes, yes, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so, so, and, and it was like this, it stuck out like a sore thumb, because it was like, the, well, there was no build-up to that, what's, what's gone on? Sorry, yeah. So, I, I think, I mean, we didn't discuss it last week, but, you know, we thought either something's happened off-camera, or, it transpires tonight, that, well, they actually know each other from from San Diego by the looks of it.
0: Yeah, look, I didn't think it was that intense, the actual wrestling match. It didn't seem any worse than no. anything else. It was For the cameras, it made a little bit, and they had the Katie-looking concern, like, oh, if these guys have got a problem, I need to get to the bottom of this. And she got a detective hat on and went and got the mystery machine and Scooby and Shaggy <laughs> out, Dave, and tried to investigate. But I'm
1: um, so glad you said that, because I've, <laughs> I've literally written down that all the music... And the the, uh, the narration by Katie, it all in, implies that there's this, you know, uh, very angry fighting between them two. It was absolutely no fucking different from anything else we saw, Chris. No, it wasn't. It, wasn't. I, it, it was just what they were saying was not what was happening on the screen. Exactly.
0: If one of them had done a little rabbit
1: punch under the chin or something, they were a little bit of a whack in the stomach and it
0: ended up in a proper, like, rolling round brawl. No problem. Put as much drama on it as you want, as much shock face, uh, face him, Katie's face, <laughs> and Taysha in Caitlin's face. is shock, Shock. No, absolutely no problem. I didn't see anything with it. And no. what I'm gonna, and what I'm gonna call out, Dave, is there's two instances in this episode. Now, Aaron tells Katie to her face. You now he wins the actual the, the buckle, doesn't he? He wins the cowboy mm. buckle from her. So he goes on a bit of a date. She He then tells her about Cody saying, I know him from home. She takes that as 100% the truth, right? And Cody, and I'm not saying she wasn't because I think Cody's body language and he didn't seem that fucking arsed that he was he had been exposed for whatever he's supposed to have done. Whether it was a, oh shit, the producers have found someone on social media, we need to get this guy out of there type situation. I don't know because it seemed too slick. He wasn't asked Even when she was telling him, he's like, oh, I don't understand what he's trying to say. But he wasn't, yeah. I didn't buy any of that. I think it was all fake. However, she took that as what Aaron said is genuine. Right, that's it, he's out. And I just found that so weird, that whole segment with Cody.
1: So so I can't, so Lauren messaged us in and, and said, I, so I can't claim this uh, saying, but... Snitches do not get stitches; they get roses. <laughs> <laughs> very good. On, li- very on this good. show, we've seen it before, though, haven't we? Yeah. If you yeah. go in and snitch on someone, basically the other person's fucked. Yeah. Unless they're, you know, unless someone uh, on Claire's season snitched on Dale for something, <laughs> you know, then, then, then you know maybe it would backfire. But it, it seems like the other person hasn't got a leg to stand on. Now, I don't think he did a particularly uh, sterling defense of himself, because it was just like, well, that's that's not true. And it was just like, well, whether it's true or not, you're going to say it's not true. So give us something, you know, give us some reason why it's not true. You know, give us some context, maybe. Why does this person suddenly want to throw you under the bus? But I, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here, Chris. Did you ever watch Gavin and Stacey?
0: Uh, Dave, I've recently just watched it again. I've, I love him. I've watched every episode back to front about five or six times. Honestly, I love it.
1: Well, you know, there's the whole thing about what happened on the boat with Uncle Bryn. Yeah,
0: Brynn and, and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, Stacey's
1: brother. Yeah. 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 Uh, they don't want to talk about it. Jason. Brin, and Jason. It, yeah, that's it. Yeah. and and But the hint is... There's something, like, a bit sexual maybe happened. Maybe they were struggling for warmth or something. They were stranded on the boat or whatever. With these two, with Aaron and Cody, I'm thinking, what is it? Because Aaron can't come up with any specifics. Cody can't come up with any specifics. I'm thinking, that's something happened here. They, they maybe dabbled in a bit of a threesome. You know, there, there were two parts in a threesome or something like that. Maybe they, crossed,
0: maybe they crossed swords, Dave, I
1: don't know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, just say, well, because Aaron came up with absolutely fuck all. He said, he said something yeah, about, oh, some social media post or something like that. And it's like, look, San Diego is not fucking a a, a one-horse town. You know what I mean? For you two to have come across each other, so to speak.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that was the problem. (laughs) Don't look me in the eyes. Go on. I didn't
1: mean that. Double autodermy there. You fucking did. For you two to have come across (laughs) each other and dislike each other so much, but not actually have a reason it just makes me something there's there's something you know underlying in that, that that they just don't want to be on national tv
0: but dave doesn't and you're right i I've, honestly i'm with you completely especially if they don't look into each eyes things but I, what i would say is doesn't this <laughs> remind you of the mean girls from the bachelor Matt's season, it's pretty similar. That girl came in, and that other blonde girl said she was a a hooker, didn't she? Call girls, and a, you know, a, an escort um, and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we had this whole thing, didn't we, with the reunion and that? It just seemed a bit too cute. I honestly think playing off what we know and the, the way this show reacts to stuff is that something's come to light that he's done. And they're like, shit. We need to get him out of there before he's, you know he embeds himself a bit like what's happened with Rachel with Matt when she won it. You know, all that mm. stuff come out about the party she went to and that, and and that's why Chris oh, yeah, Harrison yeah. got fucked off because he knew that she'd won it and was trying to defend her because he was thinking, shit, oh. she's she's the winner. We're fucked here because all this stuff's come out. they have never obviously done the due diligence on her of what you know what she got up to in the past on social media. Well, so well,
1: maybe they had, and maybe they threw her in. That's there. what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, maybe they have, maybe they have, but I, I do like the fact that all day, so when this happens, she goes to see the guys, and, it, that you know, with them out the rose, and she's like, oh, I just, I, you know, Cody goes, I, I, I just need five minutes, guys, and she goes off, and she, she goes out, and she's emotional, heads down, pans to Hunter, I just want what's best for her. I don't want her being upset, and I just thought, you <laughs> blagging, fucker, but Katie goes off, Dave, remember when we talked about Tasia when she met her dad? The old classic, the door opens to her dad, and then the camera's behind her. (laughs) Katie's just randomly on the balcony with a camera right in front of her as Andrew comes out looking for her. And I'm just like, oh, what is this? (laughs) This is so fucking fake. It was like, and she didn't even have the same outfit on that she walked out with, I don't think, Dave. And she's like, (laughs) oh... I'm so glad that you've come out to see me, Andrew. And I'm like, right, okay, mate. But Andrew played the perfect game there, Dave, because yep, he got yep. the rose. Very clever. Exactly. He's a good guy, Andrew, anyway. He does seem like a good guy. But that whole segment was just too fucking Cinderella for me. It was fucking bollocks.
1: <laughs> it was, but like you say, he had some good chat there, Andrew. You know, yes, you were good guy. Over, you know, growing up with no money, but... Still being in a loving family, and, and the parents doing everything to make sure that you know you have a, had a good upbringing. So, so yeah, again, I, I can see Andrew S. kind of going far in this one. Yeah, and I then, agree. We, we get on the cocktail party, don't <laughs> we? So, we head to um, you Katie's know, got a lovely kind of emerald type green dress on there. Um, and she tells the group, I mean, we didn't, I don't know if you said, but she obviously sent Cody home. I mean, it. it what I liked about that. Again, she she basically walks him to the front of the hotel. I know, and then says she got... Know, yeah. And then, you know, breaks it to him, and he's like, oh, I can't believe it kind of thing. And it's like, look, you're at the fucking front of the hotel, mate. I'm sure in your eyeline, you could probably even see the car waiting for you there. <laughs> the fucking chauffeur's
0: got the door open with a sign, like at the airport, Cody. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, I mean, but, I'm so you know, shocked by that. Tells, <laughs> it's a <yes>, shocker. <laughs> Kate sells a group, you know, she had to send Cody home. And then this is where it gets interesting. It's really started to change <laughs> my perception on Carl a little bit to just from being annoying to the master shit stirrer. So, you know, he's talking to the lads and he's saying, no, you know, you guys are all on the level you're you're great you are but maybe some people here aren't for here for the right reasons and you know i fucking love this chris you're all not <laughs> there for the right reasons are you but um uh, we will play this little game where you'll pretend that some of you are and you know it's the fact that he gets in there with the with the lads and then you know he, he sort of gives it to um, gives it to uh katie that, you know, maybe people aren't there for the right reasons as well. can't come come up with any specifics at all. <laughs> you know, you just no, can throw this little grenade out there and you're just going to leave it. <laughs> but Dave, this is what I'm saying about Katie earlier. She takes Carl, who from the minute she's met him, she
0: can see that she's not into him. She turned her cheek to him. He's the only one who's not had a kiss off her. and But she takes what he says as fucking gospel that these people in here who are not genuine and she's like well who are they I don't want to say I really don't and I'm thinking this is like the worst fucking Defense of anybody if they were in court. It's like, have you got any evidence to back this up, please, to help your client get off? Not really. I just know he didn't do it. It was like, <laughs> it was just so circumstantial. Anybody in court, a judge would have fucking thrown him out and fucking disbarred him or something because it was all bullshit, but he did the trick. And she came in and just tore strips off all the guys, didn't she? She was crying seemed a little bit too fucking daytime fucking soap opera i think it's days of our lives
1: in the uk but it's just from the playbook though isn't it yeah they're all not there for the right reasons none of them she knows exactly she's a massive fan of the show and she says like it's one of my greatest fears i've said it many times chris one of my greatest fears is great white sharks (laughs) tackle that fear is by not jumping in a tank filled with great white sharks. That's how I handle it. If you don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of blokes who are fame-hungry social media whores, don't go on The Fucking Bachelor. (laughs)
0: Oh, it's fucking... <laughs> this, this, and you know what, Dave? I think you're right, actually. This guy is brilliant because he's just absolutely took the pin off. And like you say, the grenade's gone in there. She's gone mental. She picks Aaron out, which I think is weird because I'm thinking, well, does she trust Aaron because of the Cody situation? She's sort of having a go at Aaron as if she doesn't believe that what Carl said is him and then Aaron obviously comes in it's like who's did all the guys are having a go at Carl aren't they they're just like i think um
1: Trey's <laughs> Look at like the way what he are just you- owns it though he's like when Aaron comes in I, I, you know it, it Carl had already said to the guys. I actually thought it, when the guys were first discussing it, like, what's happened? Who said something? You know, I actually thought he's just going to fucking say nothing at all and just stand there smoking. Yeah, I did. Uh, but when he says to the blokes, and then when Aaron comes in, you know, he, he puts his hand up. <laughs> you know, hey that's on me. <laughs> it's, just, it's brilliant. So um, yeah, that I think Aaron is giving a genuine reaction of what the fuck? <laughs> you know <laughs> Why what? I would can't you do that.
0: And this isn't to sort of cross promote, but you know what it reminded me of? Our Back to the Office podcast. So in one of the Office UK episodes with David Brent, Ricky Gervais, it's he hires uh he has to fire people, doesn't he? And he makes people mm-hmm. redundant. And he talks about the people who are in um, the warehouse who he's made redundant. And I was almost waiting for Carl for to say, well, who are you talking about? And he'll go, Fred, Barney, Wilmer. You know, <laughs> who the fuck are these? Well, they're the ones who, who I don't think are being genuine. You know, like just fucking random names <laughs> that are not even there. You know, like one of them, they to try and get himself out of it. It was so comedy. It was just like a fucking sitcom for me. It was just brilliant. And I agree. I even come to him at the end of ET and he's just like, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks. And it's like, Katie's yeah. not going to pick you, mate, at all. I just don't, I just never understand the motives of people when they're like that because they must look in the mirror and go, I am the man. And it's like, no, mate, I keep saying it, but Tony Robbins is the best motivational speaker in the world, Dave. If he listens to his stuff, Tony Robbins would fucking get rid of him, I think, if he was following his rules. Terrible guy.
1: Yeah. But um, I don't know, it's all just very much like the the Bachelorette and Bachelor script though, isn't it? Yeah. You've got to have a bit of a blow up about people not being there for the right reasons. You know, you've got to have some tears, haven't you? It, it's all just, it's, it's scene by scene, isn't it? It's all just the same.
0: Yeah. It is. It is the same stuff, that, And like we said last week, you could do a deep fake on the cast and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference and just superimpose <laughs> different people. But I think this leads on to, though, Dave. So obviously we've hit the end of the episode. We're going into episode three. We've had three amazing emails in the last week. Fantastic. So we had some brilliant. So first one's from our good friend Lorraine O'Connell. She's over there on our Facebook page. Get over there, guys. So Chris and Day's reality TV cast, which is run by our good friend Charlene, and she says. She put, I love Jaded. And she put, dear Chris and Dave, I love Jaded. Jaded is what you both do so well. I'm Jaded too. I laugh along out loud at your observations. I watch each episode avidly trying to predict which contestant you're going to rip the shit out of and delight in it as I usually am of the same opinion. Your podcast wouldn't be the same without Jaded and fuck off outbursts. This is who you are and we love you for it. Don't ever change. Except Chris's knowledge in shoes, Christian LeBouton or Jimmy Chu." Lorraine, we're going to fall out. By the way, roll on Love Island. It's my favourite too, especially with your podcast to follow it up. Love your work, Lorraine from Oz. So thanks, Lorraine. Brilliant email, Dave. Accept the shoe bit, but I'll, I'll accept the criticism.
1: I love the shoe bit. Carry it. Keep it coming. You you were so confident, you know, that you knew all, all these intricacies, the different types of shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got red red soles on, so it's Jimmy Juice. <laughs> <laughs> love it. <laughs>
0: And second up, Chris. So we've got Sandra Dave. This is a great one. So she's just put taking the piss out of Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. Just a bit of a long one. It's a cracker as well. She's put, Dear Chris and Dave, I listen to quite a few podcasts and do not write in to chat with a host. I had to make an exception for you. I like people who can laugh at themselves and people who laugh at their own jokes. Even better, that's probably me, Dave. Someone
1: someone has to, doesn't (laughs) they?
0: (laughs) Someone's got to laugh at their dad jokes. I found your podcast when I deep dive into all scenes of Love Island at the beginning of the pandemic shutdown. I didn't have anyone to share the many what the fuck moments with. So I listened to your take while I was organizing, tossing out a ridiculous amount of stuff in my house. Applause all around for your hilarious, relevant smart talk. "'You took the edge off my thoughts "'during a confusing, somewhat scary time, and I am grateful. "'It turns out that I'm a big fan of what you call "'taking the piss out of, well, everything.'" <laughs> oh, that's nice, that, Dave. That's really nice. "'The last episode may be my favourite. "'You mentioned how annoying our American attempts "'at English accents are to listen to "'because we consistently miss the subtleties. "'Here's a tip. "'All English accents sound posh to most Americans. "'You need to use that to your advantage "'next time you're in Vegas. "'That's a good tip.'" The minimum reward will be a round of free cocktails. Work it, seriously. Dave, you know I'm going to do that if I get to Vegas this year. I also want to thank I, you I'm for the... I'm going to have
1: to test that theory to yeah, be honest. Think... I've been to Vegas a few times and never uh, never had that.
0: No, I think we, we may need to go together, Dave, for research purposes. <laughs> you know, just, just as a long weekend, just see if that works for us. But anyway, I also want to thank you for the introduction to the song that you quietly slid into the end of your show, Too Many Dicks on the dance floor. <laughs> Iconic perfection. The pair of that song with your astute hold no prisoners coverage of The Bachelorette made my day keep up the good work and please oh please do not abandon The Bachelorette other podcasts either sound like they were hired by a franchise PR firm or they go too far with the mean girl comments you two only take hits when necessary and let's be clear they are necessary thanks again a fan from Georgia GA by the way and she put in brackets you got it right when we were doing that and she put PS out this is the best bit PS out of curiosity a Google bellend handy book. wow (laughs)
1: i don't even know how to know what came up there no i don't so dave I mean... that's fantastic you know that's fantastic
0: oh dave oh, well, you're reading ahead. this one dave no no i'll let you no, read this no, one I this is I a long one
1: i've just fucking stuck my head out the parapet there haven't I? I was quite, oh no you articulate you
0: articulate yourself so much better than me dave oh, well, Go no. ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right this is from our good friend dd and it says hey guys just wanted to touch base with my thoughts on the Bachelorette premiere, and maybe share some thoughts on your thoughts. One thing you guys mentioned is how formulaic the show is. Basically, the same show, season to season, but with different people. I should have read this before uh, we recorded tonight, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, and while that might seem like a downside, it actually has some advantages. In a way, you can anticipate what is coming, and see how the lead reacts to it and judge it from there. For example, Katie will have to navigate this series of guys and figure out who is someone worth getting to know, who is full of crap, and who is being manipulated by producers and how. There will be... uh, There will be the bachelor standard type of dates, which often includes some type of fighting, some type of nudity, some type of talent competition... But even though these things are repeated season to season, each lead and cast navigate them differently and it's fun to see who will surprise you and how. You also mentioned how fake it seemed when Katie hugged Tayshia and Caitlin like they were best friends and how could that be? Well, bachelor people connect with each other over social media and even if they haven't met in person and don't really know each other, there is a feeling of closeness just because of the shared experience. Also, can I just say, I really enjoyed having Caitlin and Tasha in place of Chris Harrison. They brought a campy, light-hearted energy, and maybe the show will not take itself too seriously. One podcast I listened to that we don't really need the type of solemn host—sorry, ro- uh, one <laughs> one podcast <laughs> that I listened to noted that we don't really need the type of solemn host role that Chris filmed anymore after twenty-ish years of the show. And Chris Harrison will be just fine, rolling in a big fucking bale of cash, no doubt. Uh, That's not what (laughs) he wrote, by the way. Um, (laughs) I'm sure sure he has plans for the future with his buyout money. There there were rumours of him retiring for the past few years anyway, before all this stuff happened this past season. A key part of the fun for me is listening to the many different Bachelor podcasts, It's amazing how people can see the same show and come away with many different conclusions. Reality TV is a window into our culture, whether we like it or not. One thing they keep hitting on is the Christianity versus sex theme, as if those two things can't exist together. Often the show will try to paint things as black and white, but we amateur analysts can hash through the shades of grey. By the way, some of these pod, some of these other podcasts seem to think that Andrew S's British accent was pretty good, so it goes to show you know the li- <laughs> goes to show you the limits of the American ear. Now, mind you, no one said that Katie's British accent was good, so we aren't completely clueless over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Looking forward to more recaps and thoughts from you there will be drama. And that's from DD in Arizona. So thanks very much for that, Didi. Loads of great points in there, Chris.
0: Oh, brilliant. Come on, guys. Get some more emails in. I love reading them out, Dave. I love it. And thank you to Lorraine, Sandra and Didi. So nice of you to take the time to email us. You know... All it is it's just me and Dave just taking the piss. That's it in it, Dave. There's no malice in it. We just love watching it, and it's the fact that I'm, I actually getting drawn into this, Dave. This episode with Carl is drawing me in. <laughs> it's becoming the pantomime villain. I didn't think I'd say yeah. that because we were like at last week. I go oh, for fuck's sake, but he's just added a bit of spice. And by the looks of it, we're at least going to get another episode out of the guy from the VT.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, the thing is, Chris, we know this is all set up. We know it's all staged. Probably a bit like our podcast. You know, we know that we're going to talk about The Bachelor. You know, we'll make our separate notes and we'll come and talk about it. But beyond that, it's no more rehearsed than that, is it? And so even though they've got the same playbook, uh, The Bachelor, I can see Dee Dee's point that, you know, it's interesting to see in the same situations how different people react.
0: Yeah, and she's right. And, and it's how you, uh, your perception of people, and sometimes, Dave, it's where you're from as well in the world. So I, I like it. I like that uh, different views, whether we're right or whatever. It's just great to have a conversation. That's what we're here for, aren't we? We are just chatting about our show at the end of the day. So, uh, no, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And uh, Dave, I will say... Big fans to our Patreons as well. So we've got uh, the one for Lauren again, who's been messaging and sending in some of her thoughts and some of the insider stuff. She's always great for the knowledge on the Bachelor Dave and Bachelorette. We've got Kent Gustafsson and we've got Lucky Lulu Green as well. So thank you guys to our three great Patreons. And if you do want to support us, patreon.com forward slash CD RealityCast. And... If you don't want to follow us on social media, at CD Reality Cast, and please get over to Facebook if you can and get involved in the chat. We've got some great conversations over there, Dave. Great views. I saw Charlene today like, oh, I'm so over the mud wrestling. <laughs> so it's just like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She's not wrong. So get over there, guys. And if, if you want to email us, like uh, the three ladies have today, uh, it's the
1: CDRealityCast at gmail.com. So brilliant stuff, mate. Now, Chris, we are one week closer to Love Island starting again. <sighs> Dave,
0: just one second though. I, I can't believe what's going on here. Love Island starting around the 28th, 29th of June in the UK, the UK version. I've only seen that two Hot to Handle starts on fucking Netflix next week. Are we actually just going to give up our jobs forever, Dave? And just like, I'm going to divorce to. by the end of this. <laughs> I think. This show is just ridiculous coming out of our So that's another cracking show. So yeah, but Love Island takes precedence overall because that is my favourite by a mile. I love it.
1: June and July, uh, you know, is going to kill us off, I'm sure. But I, I think I'm with you, you know. Of all the different shows that we've done, the fact that you've got you know roughly equal number of boys and girls, and you know with the with the Bachelorette, as as the song last week suggests, you know too many dicks on the dance floor. It it, it's not going to put those blokes in a difficult situation, like where say say they have a connection with Katie, and another girl comes in. And you're like, oh, you know, at one minute he was like all about Katie, but then the next minute he's all about someone else. Yeah. That's what you get with Love Island, isn't it? You think someone's all in with one relationship and then it just – those are real grenades that come in, aren't they? Oh, brilliant. Bombshells, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, and it just completely all kicks off and the drama is just different level. Not this fucking shit with like Cody and Aaron – sort of bit of nonsense and I, I I, you know we obviously do this stuff because we love it yeah but yeah I can't can't wait to love Ireland mm-hmm. but anyway the thing I wanted to get to Chris so probably finish speaking about reality tv right now what we need to get to because I'm oh. intrigued I'm intrigued Chris at how we've done in this last week for our 2021 summer body comp competition (laughs) (laughs) Which, which makes it sound more grand than it actually is um so how have you done this week
0: well dave i have got down to 16 stone eight so i've lost three pounds it may have been first thing in the morning after i'd you know (laughs) <laughs> use the facilities but I'm taking that as a win and uh, that was it for a couple of days to be fair I have had a bit of a heavy weekend but it's actually I did do quite a lot of cycling and, and I was doing other stuff as well you know I'm always doing yoga every day so I've really tried to amp it up and and I've gone I don't know if I've told everyone this on the show but I'm not vegetarian anymore now Dave I've gone back to the meat so that has actually helped Murderer. me a lot <laughs> 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 After a year of being, well, I was vegan, then I was back eating meat, then I was vegetarian. So I'm back on the chicken and tuna and everything, Dave. So I'm, I've, it's a little bit of a cheat because I know how that formula works for me. So I'm just slowly easing myself into that sort of mundane food stuff this week. But yeah, it's, it's going well, mate. Really, really well. I'm dead pleased with that. So I've, I think I've, well, I've dropped now. So I've dropped, so I was a bit disappointed last week. So I've dropped about five pounds, I think, so far.
1: You have, so I've just updated it now, so uh, 16 stone 8, so that's £232, so that's £5 down from when we started, and that's 31% of your target. Good work, what about yourself my friend? It's not bad, That is not bad. Well last week I, I was saying that I'm going to have that 04 uh, of a pound you know and i'm sort of regretting that so uh, the problem is chris the european championships so so football or soccer tournament has started uh if you're listening from the u.s and yeah i sort of hit the beers a little bit over this weekend <laughs> watching the football so i thought i was i thought i was on for a, a record week um but in the end I, i've sort of leveled out a bit so i was 189 pounds which is actually 0.4 that I was fighting for last week, uh, <laughs> up from last week. <laughs> so, so, but, but, you know, it's kind of level. So, I'm I'm 29% of my target.
0: Yeah, so a little okay.
1: bit down. a No, down
0: don't there. be daft. Don't be daft. We're getting there, Dave. It's all about doing it together. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep your guys informed. I'm I'm hoping for a good weekend because I've got no parties planned or anything. So, I'm hoping to be pretty consistent till next week, Dave. I want to I want to get under that 16 stone. Uh, weight definitely my target's 15 so that's so what have I got I've got another 19 pounds to lose to get to my target so I'm, I've got to do it I've got to do
1: it well I've got to say Chris it is boiling at the minute isn't it so, Yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's got to be better surely uh, for losing a few pounds here and there oh
0: definitely definitely without a doubt Dave I'm in me uh, my actual vest and everything at the moment so yeah it, it's string a of... vest yeah well <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for, for a change yeah I've, uh, I'm not it's actually warm in the UK
1: which we never have so uh, yeah no it's going well it's going well Mr Horrocks well done well done mate <laughs> Okay, well, thank you very much for that, sir. And I'll speak to you next time. Take care, everyone. Bye.